Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. Do you need to say it's time? Stay calm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vent Lab podcast. Rebecca, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm so excited. You're going to be gone tomorrow. Tomorrow. This is Cruise Eve. I just finished work up for the evening. The day just drug on all day, counting down till finally got to, to leave. And now I'm here doing the podcast, and it is Cruise Eve, and I can hardly wait, and I can't believe it's here, and I wish time would just slow down now, because, oh my gosh, I have been so excited looking forward to going to the Bahamas, and like everything for the last couple months have been like counting down to this moment, and it's actually here. It's actually happening. That was, no, what the heck? That works. That one works. There it is. My heart is palpitating because I don't know. I don't know if it's palpitating so much because I'm so excited or if I just might die before I get to go on the cruise. You, well, you I, probably won't maybe die before. Both. Maybe both. Uh, I mean, you could die before, I guess. Yeah. I'm pretty excited, though. You could die before and after. Are you excited? I'm totally excited for you to be on vacation yep and i'm gonna be here doing nothing living at my house right and you do have a nice house care of elvis and mj that's a huge responsibility it's a huge dog it is a huge and a huge cat actually yeah mj doesn't take much care of his himself he looks like it he just sleeps a lot and eats dude needs to get some exercise so the thing is is elvis really likes to have his paws scratched like every day when i get home from work he puts one paw up on my lap and i scratch his paw for a while until he switches it out for the other and elvis is gonna have a really hard time with me being gone and so i need you to make sure to scratch his paws for Mm, him you know what he is going to enjoy having his paws scratched so much Whenever you get back. No, don't abandon him. And when when you get home, if you could talk to him in like a baby voice, like, hey, Ooh, buddy. No, my oh, gosh. Buddy. How are you, buddy? Can you I stop doing that so in my much. ears, please? I need to take my I headphones off. I miss you, buddy. That would make him really, really happy. Because no. even though he misses me, at least he would feel like you care. You know what, Rebecca? You know what I think? What? I think dogs and animals in general are smarter Whenever you talk to them like an adult, think about this. Think about whenever you're raising a kid and you have Mm -hmm. kids with speech impediments. Sometimes kids don't learn the proper way to say words because their parents talk to them in a baby voice as they're growing up. But you see real smart kids and their parents are talking to them like their parents talk to each other. And the kid doesn't grow up learning how to talk like a baby. The kid grows up learning how to talk like a grown-up. And I think it's the same way for dogs, too. I think you should try talking to Elvis like a regular adult. I hate to burst your bubble, but he's never going to speak English. No, I'm not saying he's going to learn how to speak English. I'm just saying he might be smarter. When was the last time you saw a video of somebody training their super smart dog how to do super complicated tricks? And they're like, come on, buddy. Come on, do a backflip. Come on. They're always like, all right. Let's go, bro. I've never watched a video of somebody teaching their dog to do tricks. However... That explains Elvis. Have you seen how amazing Elvis is? 
I lift up my hand and I say high five and he gives me a high five. That is like first grade. You were impressed by that the other night when I showed it to you. That's like first grade. He can sit. He can shake. He can high five. He can lay down. He can roll over. First grade. And he's got more love to give than any other puppy in the whole wide world. I'm going to miss him when I'm gone. Like, I'm really kind of having a hard time saying goodbye to him. That being said, I'm so excited. I'm still leaving and going on the cruise because I know he's in good hands and you're going to take good care of him. But why is it so hard to leave my dog? Like, I wish I could take him with me. What if What if you realize you're on the cruise and after a long day of vacationing, you go back to your room and you're like, wow, I don't have to worry about being jumped on or anything or feeding the dogs. Like, life is so much easier without a dog. What if you realize that you miss not having a child, a young child, a dog? Um, okay, dog. I was going to say, that's ridiculous because I know that I never want to have a young child again. But you treat your dog like one. How does that make okay, sense? Okay, well, I don't take care of him well, like this I, one I never, would a child. This one's never going to grow up and be Elvis able to take care of himself. Because Elvis basically just sleeps all day. But like when I so come do sit babies. down, he comes and, well, they cry a lot. When I sit down, Elvis comes and he just curls up with me. And so he do babies. gives me energy. And like he just makes me so happy. I think you... I Deep think down. you don't realize the difference between a dog and a child and the responsibility involved there. I have watched many children grow up mm-hmm. and I've assisted in bringing them and up. And watching them be brought up. I've probably changed more diapers in my life than you have. Okay, cool. Anyway. Doubt it. You want to freaking look at the numbers? Uh, I got them right here. You know, I've never kept track of how I did. many diapers I changed. I did. Let's do the math. No. All right. Anyway, I've watched a lot of animals <laughs> grow up as well. This? All right. I don't even remember what the point of this argument is. Because point you is, were saying I treat him like a child. And, and you what do. if I what if I like not having one around and that just makes me sad to even think about it because I love having Elvis around so much and He's he. It just doesn't feel like any work to me taking care of him. He just he just adds to my life. Cool. Kids, that was work. Kids. Yeah, taking care of kids that was work. And animals aren't work. Not like that. All right. All right. They just kids just take 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 take. Right. Yeah, and they don't grow up, and they don't learn how to. Oh no! It gets way better when they grow up. Thankfully. Thankfully, they grow up because I really like where my kids are at right now because they can shower on their own and yeah, eat Elvis on can't their do that. Own. No, he can't shower on his own, but I pay somebody to wash him. Wow, for dude. Me. Wow. You could pay somebody to raise your kids as well, Rebecca. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying, I, a lot of people do it. This is supposed to be a really happy time because I'm getting ready to go on a cruise and now I'm just worried about whether you're going to take care of Elvis I'm or gonna, not. I didn't say gone. I wasn't going to take care of Elvis. I'm just saying, what if while you're gone, you realize that you miss not, not having happen. a dog? It's not going to happen. I realize that. I'm just throwing hypotheticals out there for the sake of conversation. Okay, guys. So the next time that you hear from Nathan and I, we are going to be doing the live stream, which is uh, the 21st of February. Yeah. It is not this Friday, but next Friday. And that will be right after I get back from the cruise. It's one week after Valentine's Day. Yes. So we will have a lot to share with you about what happened on the cruise. But Nathan and I... 
Uh, he's going to do a little like daily diary entry, an audio diary entry. And I as well am going to do a daily audio diary entry. And then we're going to smash that together and uh, give it to you so you can hear what our lives were like while Nathan dog-sitted for me and while I was on a tropical vacation. Mm-hmm. Is it dog-sitted or is it dog-sat? You you dog-sat for me. Right, I was but curious, you're dog-sitting for me. Right. Anyway, speaking of while you're gone and while I'm sitting on dogs, um, <laughs> you asked on Facebook um, what people's most creative way to pass time for me or for me to pass time oh, while house dog-sitting. I, dog I asked two questions on Facebook. One of those... Okay, first of all, we asked two questions on Facebook. One of those was, how could I pass time on the cruise ship if I end up getting quarantined for the coronavirus? A a couple of you responded. So then we posed the question, what is some creative things Nathan can do to pass time while he's living in my house taking care of my dog? And a thousand of you responded and no, with malicious no. malicious ideas of what he could do to my house. Okay, first off, just so we're getting our numbers correctly, the one about you being quarantined has six comments. The one about me being in your house has 12 and three of those are yours. Just so we have... The dang okay, numbers. Well, maybe I haven't read the comments that were on the other one because I didn't oh see Oh, my gosh. <laughs> maybe I only saw one of those and I didn't see the update. Okay. Well, now I apologize. You know. Yeah. But there's You're 50% less. Freaking slapped with facts, nerd. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of great ideas. For instance. Great. For instance. Great ideas. Um, my, my parents, actually. I think it was my dad. He said, if the power goes out, just be sure you use glow-in-the-dark BBs. For light, and that's a great idea. What are you What are you shooting with the BBs? The floor, so I can see where it's at. It's just It's just a light source. I'm not shooting anything. I'm not going to be shooting your dog. Don't worry. But if it's dark and you can't see, I can once I shoot glow in the dark shoot? BBs everywhere. Okay. You see one floating in the air. It's not floating. It's sitting on something. Don't stub your toe. You know, it's smart. Okay, it isn't it's smart? All right. And also, it's great for you to have to uh, mess up or uh, clean up. But I mean. Elvis <laughs> and MJ will eat them. Jesse Black, who was on the show. Uh, Jesse. Gosh, I, what a great guy. Anyway, he said put glitter in mysterious places that around the house horrible. for the family to find. That's pure malicious. So pure horrible. Malicious. And then he suggested for you to create a map of your house uh-huh. and mark on the map all the places you think I might hide glitter. How great is that? Yeah, no. It's a little game, Rebecca. Uh-uh. Some of these, though, and I must state, because I think there may have been some confusion this is, I am one man, mm-hmm. all right? Not two guys in a truck, mm-hmm. all right? I'm not staying there with any of my brothers or any friends. It's mm-hmm. just me and Elvis and MJ, all right? Mm-hmm. Just a couple of dudes being guys, right? Just a few dudes being guys. Just a couple of guys being dudes. Mm-hmm. But there are some suggestions that are like, move all of the furniture from downstairs put it upstairs then move all of the upstairs furniture and put it downstairs that'd be a great idea if i had the power and the strength they have couches people many couches this is something you've kind of done before remember when you put all your mom's furniture on top of the house no, that was no. She uh, she told you that story, didn't I she? I thought you told me that story because no. you were saying she was really mad about it. 
she probably told you and then you told me and then I had to explain some things. No, it wasn't furniture. It was a coffee table and a kitchen t- chair. <laughs> Super easy to carry up. And it was going to be a great April Fool's pl- prank, okay? She was going to come home and th- there was going to be a table and chairs on top of the roof. How great is that? See, this is why I'm scared. She was furious. Yeah. She was not happy at my creativity uh-huh. and my problem-solving skills. How on earth did this kid get a table and chairs onto the roof? It's not a small house. That's a feat, all right? That's impressive. But no, she could just focus on the bad, the fact that I was up on the house by myself and I had her furniture on the house, all right? But there wasn't any couches or any TVs or anything like that. And that's what we're dealing with right now. You got a lot of furniture. And I cannot move that stuff yeah, on my but- own. And Elvis is no help. In fact, he'd be <laughs> less than help. He's going to try to stop you. He's going to try and protect- He's going to trip me down the stairs and break my arm. It could happen. Yeah. Okay, what, what's the other idea? Um, also, somebody suggested repainting. Your whole house. <laughs> like like some of these, I promise you, dude, some of these are like, okay, 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 okay. Burn the house down, then rebuild the house <laughs> facing 90 degrees to the south. No, that would be crazy. <laughs> then they'll come home and their house is facing the wrong way. It's a great prank. Now you're thinking up new ideas. That's a great idea. But I cannot build a house in one day and I'd probably get arrested for burning it. It's really hard to inconspicuously yeah, burn a, a house week. down. Yeah. Well, that's true, but I can't build a house in seven days either. Okay. For one thing, it'd take like three for it all to burn down. So I'm pretty safe in that you're not going to tear the house down and rebuild it and turn it slightly. Right. Um, Abby also suggested, listen, I'm not moving furniture. I'm creative, but I'm not lazy. No, for, I'm I'm creative, but I'm lazy. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything that's hard <laughs> is what i'm trying to say so your furniture psh, it's fine i'm mostly safe yeah i don't even know last time i had house sat for you i just put post-it you notes everywhere all, you pooped everywhere you and put your poop all over my house i wrote poop and on dozens of post-it when notes when we were moving i was still finding poop that i didn't know was there do you know how hard it was to keep that a secret <laughs> because as Rebecca's like sending me like pictures of like, oh my gosh, we're finding all this poop. Aha, it's so funny. And then I'd go over and they're like, oh, wow, that was so great and everything. And in my brain, I'm like, there's hundreds There's more. more and you have no idea and you won't have any idea for months. <laughs> and poop. when I moved into my new house, you helped and you were still hiding poop all over my house. Yeah. And I, I have still found from time to time some of those notes as well yeah and i think i probably should have waited on that one because people still unpacking yeah you were unpacking and i was kind of like going for that but at the same time like you were unpacking stuff into inconspicuous places that you probably wouldn't go for months but because i put a boop there then you found it early on because you were still putting stuff in right. those locations, yeah. Anyway, it didn't work out super well, but there's probably one or two that you still haven't found. Probably. Yeah, and you won't until you move again. <laughs> Any other suggestions? 
Um, there was that one about like cleaning the bathrooms and vacuuming. Uh, no, I don't that see that. That was a really one. good no. one. That was a really good idea. I don't see that one. Uh, hmm. Mm, well, now mm, you've heard it. Tracy, she's got the uh, saran wrap ideas, wrapping things in saran wrap, blocking off entryways with saran wrap, putting stuff in jello, empty balloons and whatnot. That's a good one. Oh, thanks, Tracy. That's a good one. It's a good one. What I could do is fill your house with balloons filled with glitter, then you can't pop them. Oh, my gosh. That would be horrible. Yeah. Done that before. <laughs> No, you haven't. Fill the house with balloons. Not with a glitter. whole house, no, but like a bedroom. Like somebody's coming uh, back from like their honeymoon. Uh huh. Yeah, you go into their uh, their room as like a welcome home, and uh, you know, put some put some yarn everywhere. Fill the place with balloons. Put some glitter in some of the balloons. Not all, but some. So they're already going through. Pop, 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 pop. Oh, oh gosh. No. Yeah. I feel pretty safe because I I, I think that you won't do any extra work no i won't i already told you that i won't especially if these dang allergies keep hitting me the way they have i'm getting pimp slapped left and right <laughs> i can barely get up in the morning i don't i don't know if it's allergies though because everything's dead outside and you're usually allergic no, but, to like the outdoor stuff but think about this right for one thing i saw birds the other day yeah birds they've been around no but they not these birds they were singing and they were confused as heck because they thought it was spring. Well, because the weather right now is like a dang roller coaster. We got yeah, a freeze we warning have tonight. A cold front coming but in. I got a hoodie on. Like it's I been am fine. getting out of here. It's been fine. It's up and down. And so, like, it gets real warm. And then all the pollen starts creeping in. And then it gets real cold. And so then my body's like, ooh, yeah, you get that pollen. And. I just don't now think there's the any cold. pollen yet. Maybe some mold or something. Have you been in a basement a lot lately? No. Because isn't that the issue that you're having or you've had in the past is mold? Yeah, I have, but no. I haven't been in any new locations where there might be mold. Or spent more time in a specific location where there might be mold. I spent more time in the gym, actually. Okay, let's talk about that because when I got <laughs> here, you were telling me about your day. Go ahead. Let's, let's talk about... What did you do this morning? You want to talk about today or yesterday? They're pretty identical. Um, well, you were telling me about today. I don't okay. know about yesterday. Well, yesterday is pretty much the same, except there was yoga involved. But uh, today, woke up, was feeling horrible. I took NyQuil last night, and then I have the allergies and everything, so I did not feel like waking up. But anyway, Clay came in and woke me up because he's a great guy, and he knows I'm trying to wake up at 8 every day. And so uh, he comes, helps me get up, and is like, you want coffee? Like we can go get coffee. And I was like, yeah, sure. And so we, I, I get up and, and we're talking about going to get coffee, but then, uh, we get the idea to work out along with Tucker, my brother-in-law who just moved to Baldwin. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we worked out with him yesterday as well. And it worked out great. <laughs> worked out great. Anyway. And so we're like, okay, actually change of plans. We're going to go work out with Tucker as well, which means we got to wait a little bit. And then Clay didn't want coffee, but Maggie did. And so, Eventually, we went and we got this coffee. This story is getting way longer than the first time. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to lay the thing, lay lay out the thing. Okay. We went and we got coffee, and then we went to the gym, and then we came back, sat around the kitchen, drank protein. I finished my coffee. I put it in the fridge, so it was iced coffee. Delectable. Delicious. 
So then we had our protein together. We're hanging out, talking. Then we had our coffee. And then uh, Mary and Tucker left. Do you have the three hours later little sound? Thing? Yeah, I'm probably going to press it wrong, though, because I'm, like, high on meds right now. Uh, here it is. Three hours later. Okay, so the story you told me when I got in was you were like, yeah, went and worked out with some guys, and then we went and got some protein. And I was like, that is, like, the most guy thing that you've ever said. Because if girls went and worked out, we'd be like, yeah, we went and did yoga, and then we went and had coffee together. And you were like, uh, yeah, actually, that's kind of what we did. Yeah, and so we, we, that's what we did today, and that's what we did yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yep. But in your brain, it was way more creative. Anyway, I also did the same thing yesterday, except there's this YouTube channel called Breathe and Flow. Okay. It's just, I don't know if they're husband and wife or what, but this guy and girl, the guy's flow and the girl is breathe. Breathe. Anyway, so the guy does guy yoga. And we're ta- we're not talking about like yogi yoga. We're talking about he's doing these moves that look like he pulled them straight from paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. And Clay was like, hey, I found this guy while the girls are in the bedroom doing girly yoga with their freaking diffuser and everything because they're both pregnant. So they're doing like, I don't, I don't even know what kind of yoga pregnant people do. Normal yoga. No, Okay. They're doing no more yoga, but we're not about that normal yoga thing. Clay says, we're going to do manly yoga. This is after we lifted weights. Why do we got to do yoga after we lifted weights? It's really good to stretch out. I can look, I'm stretching right now. Well, Easy. I know, but yoga, you're holding those positions for a long time and it's toning and you're stretching and this you're man, opening things that weren't open before. And This man did a handstand in the middle of the yoga session. Cool. Like from just a regular old yoga move into a handstand. Yeah. I'm, I can't. I can't do that. Well, you have to build and then up at to some that, point, Nathan. You can't just start out doing handstands on the first this, day. This was episode one. Okay, but he's been doing this for a while. Yeah, but I haven't. Yes. Yeah, so How are you going to pull out a handstand? Well, just give it a try or, or go up against a wall and try it. You know, I wasn't need, about to try a handstand. Some help My heel first. would go in the TV. Okay. All right. Anyway, so I didn't I do the handstand. Also, at some point, we were just straight up doing push-ups. I don't know how that's yoga, but we were doing freaking push-ups except you breathe. Like, okay, I breathe whenever I do regular push-ups too. What's the difference? I'm doing yoga now. Well, you were, you were doing push-ups with other moves, and if it was just a push-up, you were doing it wrong. He did one where he, he was standing on one foot, had his leg crossed to the other, uh, uh, like across it in a crouching position, and then he had like, like say you're standing on your left foot, he's crouched with his right foot sitting on his left knee, like cross-legged like you would in yeah. a chair, and then he has his right elbow on his like foot with oh, yeah. his other hand on top of that sticking straight up while maintaining balance. Are you going to try it right now? Okay. You're not going to succeed. While. It's been a while. You're not going to succeed. You're nowhere near close enough to the ground. But I did basically what you were doing. No, no, I know no, that no, was no, terrible no, no. radio. No, no, no. But I crossed I'm my leg like, over the top of my knee. Understand, I haven't done this for all right, a while. Rebecca, go and into I a squat like you're playing with a the puppy. Whole, okay, I'm not good at, at squatting right now. I'd have to build up to this. But this is like 
as a beginner and somebody who hasn't done yoga for a while, this is a really good start. Also, the fact that I've been standing on one foot the whole time I'm saying this. You're in wearing this position, vans. It doesn't it matter. It does too. It's like it's it like tying matter. a board to your I foot and being like, I to be barefoot. Fine. Ooh, I have good balance. I'm standing on a platform. I'm taking off my shoes. This is terrible radio here. But I'm taking off my shoes and I'm balancing. Uh, and I'm anybody, having a conversation look, with look, you. Look, I can stand on one foot all day. Now do a squat. Could you do this position? Do a squat like all the way down to where your butt is like two inches from the ground. And then and then while keeping your other foot across, put your elbow on your other on your foot with your other you elbow. You just want to argue with me. I'm, I'm just doing saying, a good job I'm, and you're not even giving me credit for all I'm what saying a great job I'm is doing. we did yoga and it was a horrible experience. So I'm never going to do it again ever. But see, you're not squatting. You're just bending down. That's because my thigh muscles aren't strong enough. Yet. Yeah. See, because it's dang hard. <laughs> but I have to start from the level that I can start at, Here's, and then as I as no, I do this no. regularly, it and was I yoga for strength. men. You'll never be able to do it. It was <laughs> yoga for men. <laughs> I'm gonna throw this microphone at you. And just so you know, this flow guy. Also, my shredded. hip feels a little out. I think I need to do some more yoga. Absolutely shredded. I might well, do this while I'm on the ship. Mary and uh, Mary and Maggie do yoga on like Mondays or something. You could go do it with the other pregnant people. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I just think it's really funny. <laughs> She's not actually pregnant, but I can say something like that, and she can't say anything about it without it sounding like she's keeping a secret from people. I just don't want people to misunderstand the fact that you actually are pregnant. No, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. Time will tell. Oh, Definitely gosh. not pregnant. Anyway, oh I'm going to play video games while you're gone, so don't worry I about it. I figured so. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't even. Also working on the studio, right? Because I got a bunch of new stuff to play with while you're in there. Yeah. And, that uh, we'll have ready for the live stream. Right. And next Clay, Friday. Clay Swanson from Swanson Photography said that until the wedding season starts, we can borrow his camera for the live streams. So our so it'll stay on the entire time. Our produ- Yes, it will. And our production value is about to go through the roof. Um, and then as soon as he needs his camera back for wedding season, it's going to plummet. And people are going to be like, wow, this looks horrible. But it's actually going to look decent from where we started. So anyway, it's going to be great. Don't get your ex- expectations up too high for the future. But a um, little bit because we got some cool new stuff little, that little, you're going to love but a a little bit okay nathan yes if i had a little miniature fluffy cow would you still house it for me yeah because this is something i want so bad right now like somebody actually breeds these like i don't know if these are like designer cows they must be but have you seen the pictures of those super fluffy they look like calves Mm -hmm. calves 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 <laughs> yeah okay yeah so little baby cows and they're super fluffy and they're super cute but like they stay little mm-hmm. and like they make really good pets that's what this person is saying they make really good pets and there's this one farm i don't know where this farm is colorado yes this farm is in colorado and they raise these little miniature cows and you can go there and you can adopt them and they make great pets and they don't mind staying outside and fertilizing your garden and eating your grass. So 
win-win right there. Beautiful gardens, your grass is always trimmed, and you have the most adorable fuzzy cow in the backyard. Yeah, dude. I, uh... I don't, I don't know what to think whenever something like that comes out. They're utterly adorable. <laughs> but you know, like, guys, we finally figured out how to genetically manipulate these animals into being way smaller than they're naturally intended on being. And like, I understand that there can be health problems that comes with that, but what if there isn't? I, I, you know what? It's possible that there isn't. You know, they might just have a short lifespan or something. Created like the most perfect pet, and it's a little miniature fuzzy cow. I'm sure people thought about that about like pugs or something. Speaking of which, people are trying to reverse engineer pugs so that they can like not have breathing problems. Did you know that? That would be good because those poor things. Those, gosh, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, they are adorable. And uh, have you ever heard of a pygmy donkey? No. I wanted one as a kid. Okay. I wanted a pygmy donkey and a capuchin monkey, and I wanted to teach the capuchin monkey how to ride the pygmy donkey because it would be adorable, actually adorable. Like, I, oh, gosh. Okay, so a statement from this company. Our miniature cow farm is located in eastern Colorado, where we are currently raising pet quality miniature and micro miniature. Okay, micro miniature cows that's even smaller which means it's even more adorable at lovable little ones we take pride in working with and developing our calves to be exceptional pets our calves are halter broke training trained to be around adults and children and of course lovable their their goal is to be the best miniature cattle breeders in the united states High quality miniature cattle. That's high quality miniature cattle. And oh my gosh, that pygmy donkey is adorable. Aren't they? <gasps> oh my gosh, it's so cute. Why are just little animals so cute? I don't know. Why aren't babies that cute? Seriously, truth right there. Maybe if maybe Some... if human babies were fluffy. Maybe, <laughs> you know, like an animal. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, whatever they're fluffy. Your mom sent me a Snapchat of some new goats that you guys have. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I forget how adorable these little baby goats are until like there's new batch of baby goats. New batch. And their ears are so long and floppy and they just hop everywhere. Oh, baby goats are so cute. So they cute. Are. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. I'm looking at getting this micro miniature I'm sure Elvis pet. would love that. He's a sheep I dog. bet he would. I bet they'd be about the same size and uh, Elvis would have so much fun playing in the backyard. Yeah. They might be smaller than Elvis. We have neighbor dogs that Elvis likes to go play with and there's one neighbor that has like a whole bunch of little ones like and when I say whole bunch of little ones I mean like three small dogs that are yipey and they run back and forth on the fence and when he goes out he likes to run back and forth with them like he has worn out the grass along the fence line because he just runs with them but then they have this really big dog that's old and you can tell he's old like he just sits there on the couch like the outdoor couch on their deck and he looks wise and like he's just assessing the land and judging you. Yeah, still can't speak English though. Yeah, still can't, still can't speak unlike, English. Come on, dogs! Old isn't humans. it about time? Anyway, he doesn't run the fence line, but like his bark is really loud, so he'll go outside and start barking. And Elvis will go like running out, and then Elvis will start running. Like you gonna run with me, buddy? And then the dog doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. and then Elvis stops running. He doesn't run with those foolish puppies. He's gotta wait for the little ones to come out and run with him. All right. Mm-hmm. 
But he would love running with a fuzzy cow. I bet. And you. Are no. you going to run with Elvis? I thought about it. Run along the fence line? It's hard running with dogs, though, because they got the leash. And unless Elvis you teach- Elvis doesn't have a leash when he's in the backyard. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about running back and forth with Elvis in the backyard. I'm talking about like going for an actual run, like on the sidewalk. Oh, okay. Um, and the leash always gets in the way, and then the dog either wants to like full sprint- or like walk and so you're going back and forth and you can't get a consistent like run so anyway running with dogs is hard but yeah so like like australian shepherds speaking of aussies (laughs) that's the best i could come up with there are some Aussies <laughs> that were on a cruise ship. Okay. I was like, wait, what? Where no, are we no, going? No, 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 no. That was you making a transition. That was a attempt. I'm actually really proud of you, Nathan. Good job. Thanks. My my brain was going into overload. If you pulled up task manager, those numbers would have been peaking at one hundred percent. Um that was a really nerdy thing to say. Yeah, I still don't know what you were that's, talking about. But I just okay. thought of some people who might and I'm not one of them. Right. Um there were some people who were on a cruise ship, and they uh, were being quarantined. Yeah, guys, this is a thing right now. People on cruise ships getting quarantined because somebody got on there with the coronavirus. Yeah, it's not a good thing to do. No, and so there's like a group of people that are quarantined until the 19th of February, and like a whole load of them has the coronavirus. A whole load. A whole load. So people can't go out of their rooms. These people, these Aussie people that Nathan is talking about, they said like every couple days they get to go out and take a one-hour walk around the deck. Every four to five days, a one-hour walk around the deck. That doesn't sound horrible to me. Okay, so I don't think it sounds... That's kind of the way I live life anyway. Absolutely horrible. Though, I think for a couple days, like, I'd be totally okay with it. Like, uh, I don't have to do anything. They're bringing me food to my room. I'm going to watch TV. You don't have internet. Hopefully, they would be nice enough to turn on the internet service so that you could have internet on your phone while you were there. But after a while, I'd really, really be ready to get out. Well, these people were ready for something. And because... You can't have contact with anybody else while you're under quarantine. They had a really, really great idea. And it's given me an idea in case I get quarantined. Next to there being like this crazy virus that's spreading really fast and that Uh we don't have a cure for. for, Uh This is probably the most futuristic thing to happen this Uh year. They had a drone bring them wine. Now, wine wouldn't be what I would choose to have brought to me by drone. Yeah. But they wanted wine so bad that they had it ordered in by drone. And I'm like, huh. I think I, I if I was quarantined for like 14 days on a cruise ship, I think I would get desperate enough that I'd be willing to spend some money mm-hmm. to get some stuff that I wanted. You know, I'm really into that Impossible Burger from Unforked right now. Like, I crave it regularly. But it's a long drive for me to go get one. Like, it's 30 minutes now from where I live. I would order something like that by drone. Yeah, well, I don't know what I would get. I would probably get, like, a... 
I don't know, like a phone charger or something. You didn't bring your phone charger with you? I don't know. Maybe it went bad. I'm just trying to think of something more useful than wine. Honestly, if you got like some whiskey or something, you could probably be blacked out for the four out of five days (laughs) before your one hour walk. Go for a one hour walk, get turnt, wake up in time to go for another one hour walk four days later. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because you could like stream movies, so it's not like you would need to have a movie brought in. I would have a puppy brought in. That's a horrible idea. Let's get something else that could carry the disease. Oh no, it's okay because the humans are going to transfer it to animals. Your your room would smell so bad. No, I have a deck, and so I would take the puppy out on the deck, and he would pee and he'd poop. You think would be good? You think they're going to let you out on the deck? Yeah. Why? How can they stop me? I don't know, lock the door from the outside? No. My, why Why would they let you out on the deck, but they would only let everybody else out for one well, hour? Well, anybody who has a deck gets to go out on their deck. It's your personal deck. You're not interacting with other people. Oh, like you own that deck. Like that part of the cruise ship, that part's yours. Well, like, okay, in my room... I have a walkout onto the deck. Right. And everything that, everything that like your room, the bed, the deck, all of that is your property. Well, if I'm quarantined there, yes, I get to access all of that. Gotcha. So as long as you're quarantined somewhere, that is your property. That it would be really to. unfortunate if there's somebody below me that has a deck and I have a new puppy that is peeing and pooping on the deck. I feel bad for them, but they don't have a puppy, so just stay inside. The point is... The puppy's a bad idea. It's probably a bad idea, but towards the end, it might be it might be what keeps me from going insane. You know, wine isn't a horrible choice. At least it lasts longer than like a cheeseburger, and it can't really go bad. Can wine go bad? I don't think so. Uh, it's not a bad idea. I will say also kudos to these people because they have survived many days being quarantined in their room, and they still have not drank that big water bottle that's provided <laughs> the one that like if you drink it it costs you a lot of money yeah it's like listen i can be in here for weeks i'm not touching that 25 dollar <laughs> bottle of water see i think at this point the cruise ship could be like you know what it's it's all yours it's all yours whatever is in this room that 25 dollar bottle of water drink it it's yours we're not even charging you isn't it weird that they charge you that much money for a bottle of water whenever you're literally like in water yeah, but that's not drinkable water. It could be. We have the technology, right? Yes, like, why don't they make? That is correct. Why don't they make a, a portion of the boat that's constantly bringing in water and turning it into drinking water? Probably because they have an easier way of delivering water to people. Yeah, they just sneak it in that. your bedroom and hope that you accidentally drink it or <laughs> that your kid drinks it times. as the parents are going, no, don't drink the water. <laughs> that was our vacation money that you just drank. <laughs> anyway, I actually have a bottle of water from a cruise ship in my room at this very moment. It was a gift. Are you telling me that I don't have water to drink on the cruise ship? No, you do. Okay, just don't drink the bottle of water in your room. Right, that one still cost. Okay. How weird is that? But I'll get water. How do, how do they give me water on the cruise ship? Usually in a cup. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like real life out there. <laughs> okay. You know, we drink water from just, cups, Well, okay, so they, order, they offered like, because they charge you for soda and juice, I believe. Do they? 
Yes. And so they had a soda package that you could order where you could have like unlimited soda and stuff. But I didn't get it because I was like, no, I'll just drink water. That's cool. And then if we want soda every once in a while, we'll pay for it. I don't want to pay. It was like $150 for four of us to have unlimited soda. And I felt like that was a big expense that we didn't need to incur. So I didn't get that. But I want to make sure we can still like have stuff to drink. I know whenever we went, we would have water at dinner and there was like hot chocolate and chocolate milk and stuff like that. That was always available. Mm-hmm. Um, you could get coffee. I believe was also always available though. I think you had to be a certain age to get coffee. And at breakfast you could eat coffee. You could get chocolate milk. If you're a baller, we get chocolate milk and orange juice and water and <laughs> coffee. You bet my breakfast is about to be all liquids. I'm not going to be able to fit all those liquids and the solids in my belly, but I'm a try because it's a cruise. This is my dang vacation. But I don't remember ever being like scolded for getting orange juice or uh, chocolate milk or anything like that it, for breakfast. Maybe the package was just for dinner. That's possible. I or don't know. maybe it was just for like the 24 7 stuff, like the ice cream and stuff like that is, but I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I've only been on two cruises, so. We'll find out. You're going to find out. We'll find out because we leave tomorrow. Yeah, in two days. In two days, you're going to be on a boat. I have the countdown here. Let me tell you exactly from right now when I board that boat. One day, 14 hours, and zero minutes. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Less than, well, almost one and a half days. That's impressive, right? I will be on a cruise ship. That is impressive. But tomorrow, we fly out on the airplane, and... My kids, Zacchaeus remembers flying on an airplane, but my daughter Grace does not. So this is going to be her first time flying on an airplane that she's old enough to remember. Interesting. Here's here's the question I have. Because I, I have never seen Jay West in vacation mode other than like Albuquerque, but he was still like not in full vacation mode. Mm-hmm. Whenever Jay West is on vacation, does he shave does he trim his beard at all oh yeah really it's still full-on maintenance yeah really that's just him really yeah and and me as well like you don't trim your beard at all no no you do trim your beard i do trim my beard you pluck your mustache and everything Even on the weekends there's never a time where we're just like yeah i'm not even gonna like shower and get ready today like we get ready for our day every single day like hair makeup well he doesn't wear makeup but (laughs) like yeah we're very into Sundays. the whole grooming thing. Interesting. Yeah. Well, kudos to you, I guess, for not being well, it's lazy. Just, it's just part of it. Right. Yeah. I don't feel like, I just don't feel good if I haven't gotten ready. Interesting. Though I have thought this cruise, I probably won't do a lot of straightening my hair. It's probably just going to be up in a bun the whole time. That's fine. Most people do. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of buns. I just <laughs> Yeah. A lot of tails. Okay. Um, well, this probably doesn't apply to Jay Weston, but The Guardian did a uh, an article recently about the crisis beard. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, this is a thing where a lot of older men, or just men in general, will have a crisis beard, where whether they're going through a hard time in life or like if they just started retirement or something, whatever it is, they let their beard just go. For instance, David Letterman, 
clean shaven <gasps> right. until he was off TV. Actually, even while he was on TV, he started going through some stuff. Beard. Started going through some stuff. Just let his beard grow. Um, who, who's the guy that played Ace Ventura and the mask and all that? Um, oh my gosh. Is it Drew? Jim, Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. I was thinking yeah. Drew Carrey. Jim Carrey. I, 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 he might have a crisis beard as well. Walking Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a few other examples as well. What but, uh, is it about the beard? Sylvester Stallone. Well, this article says a lot, but one of the things they say is it's basically the male equivalent of letting your hair down. It's it's like a comfort thing. It's like a blanket. Like you're just relaxing and not caring anymore? Right. Like, like you know what? I'm going to stop caring about this because I need to focus on this stuff. And so it's like... It's like tightening your muscles and it's like, you know what? I'm just going to breathe. I'm just going to let it grow out. I'm not going to worry or about it. Or is it a cr- control thing? Is that like when you feel like everything's out of control, that's something you have complete control over of this is my beard and this is what I'm going to do with of it. Of like, you know what? And I don't like care if anymore. I want it to grow out, it can grow out. If I want to keep it all trimmed, I can keep it all trimmed. Like that beard is like a thing on your face that says I'm in control of this. That could be. I, I know I personally... The healthier mentally that I am, the more trimmed my, or the more likely I am, I should say, to trim my beard. I typically just trim it once a month because I don't have that full, like, grown man growth, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just, like, full beard by noon kind of thing. Um, but there are some times that I'll go two or three months. I know. I've se- I've seen that. So you're telling me when you look homeless... I should question how you're doing mentally. I'm usually really lacking in motivation during okay. those times. Um, but there are some times that I just look at it and I'm like, you know what? This guy looks good. I'm just going to keep it. This guy looks good. <laughs> I you know? like that I'm looking yeah. homeless. It's usually the, the same times. It's usually the same times that I go to trim it. And I'm like, all right, motivated, going to trim my beard. And then I look in the mirror and I'm like, dang, Nathan, you are kind of looking good. Maybe I'll hold off. <laughs> you know, I could rock this. But then the next morning, whenever I feel like absolute turds, and I'm like, I look horrible. I should trim this. I'm going to trim this next time. I have the motivation to do so. And I, then I just don't. And so anyway, crisis beard. Apparently it's a thing. Not for Jay West, I guess. No. Well, he did do the goatee for a really long time. And then he decided to try the beard. Good call. And um, the goatee is out in case you didn't know. It is, it is a beard or clean shaven. Yeah. I think some people can still pull off the goatee, though. I've seen very few people pull off the goatee. What's the guy from um, Avengers? Tony Stark? Yeah, but what's his real name? Tony Stark. No, it's not. (laughs) Robert Uh, Downey Jr. Yes. Can rock a goatee. Yeah. That is one of the few guys I've seen rock a goatee. He can also rock clean shaven and a beard. Something about being handsome, you know? (laughs) He went through a really rough time in his life, though. Like, yeah, but he didn't most have of a his beard life, during that time. And, and he made a major turnaround. Like, he's one of those who you thought was, like, lost and gone. That dude's going to die of a drug overdose. Uh-huh. And he brought it back around. And I've heard stories about him helping other stars that are in a similar situation. Yeah. So, not pretty cool. Not that I should encourage people to listen to any other podcasts other than the Vent Lab because, you know, we might just lose our audience. <laughs> but, um... Robert Downey Jr. was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and that is a great interview if you ever want to watch it. Like, it's just Robert just talking about whatever. And it's really interesting because 
for some reason. And I don't know if it's because they're both celebrities or what, but a lot of people who go on the Joe Rogan show are just like themselves. Like they're not, they're no longer in like uh, interview mode. They let their beard down. Yeah, they just let, you know, they let their beard down. Exactly. <laughs> they let their crisis beard shine. And they just talk about, you know, like instead of like the movie they're in, they're talking about their mentality going through those movies and so on. Yeah, like. anyway. they don't feel like they're in work mode, like they're being interviewed. Right, it's exactly. just having a conversation with a friend. Yeah. And so anyway, the point I'm trying to make is Robert Downey Jr. was on that and he's one of my favorite actors, probably my favorite actor. And so it was really interesting to me seeing like, that other side of him going through. You should listen to it. Not that Joe Rogan really needs any more publicity. Like, promotion? Promotion, yeah. He's freaking famous. How much time do we have left? Because I had a... 12 minutes. Okay, I had a big thing happen this week that I forgot to even talk about. Um, so I've been showless for a <sighs> while because Jonathan, once uh, he got let go from Entercom... Then I was just kind of like floating out there like they didn't fire me, but I really didn't have a job and then um, started filling in from time to time on Dana Parks and um, and then the mornings and just it was just nothing consistent and everything weird. Um, so then Will Starrett, who was on in the afternoons at KMBZ, moved to mornings. We had a whole bunch of shifts happen it's been kind of crazy, but yeah, he shifted till the morning and then I've been filling in on Dana and Parks for what seems like forever to me now. It seems like forever, but it was always, I was just filling in and I was waiting to find out, you know, like when does that conversation happen where I finally, like I'm officially a part of the show. Well, this last week, uh, I can't remember Monday. I think this was Monday. This happened. Um, they surprised me by making me an official member of their show. So I'm no longer showless. I am now on the Dana and Park show with them, um, reporting during that time, and I get to hang out with them all day and talk. And so it's it's great because I get to still hang out and interact with the 11, and I love every time Scott is mean to me, which happens a lot, all in good fun, but it happens a lot. Um, the 11 comes to my defense. Like the text line is full of the 11, like making sure that I am heard <laughs> and that they care about me and that they don't like when he speaks bad about me. That's a posse, right? Like that's like yeah, the definition the of a posse. Is like my posse. They've got my back. So that's great. So here's, here's the really weird part. As exciting as that is and how great it is to not be showless anymore and to feel like I'm a part of something again. There's a learning curve there with having to learn to read the people that you're hosting with and getting used to that and finding where your place is on the show. That's kind of like a little inside radio thing there. But what's weird is I had such a thing with the show with Jonathan. Like I really enjoyed that. And I really had a hard time even wrapping my mind around moving into another position at KMBZ because I feel like I'm turning my back on Jonathan. And it's like this weird thing in my mind that I have a hard time compensating. Mm -hmm. Like Jonathan has moved on. He has a new host with Ayla in Boston. They're doing great. But, like, I couldn't get over it. And, like, I couldn't just accept, like, hey, it's okay. This is radio. You have to be able to move on. But, yeah. 
I think that's so good though. That happened this week and I'm a part of the show and like I'm moving forward and like that I want to be excited about this and this is and they, it's starting, we're starting to learn to read each other. And so I'm starting to be able to be a little more interactive than I was before. And so that's exciting. And I like that. But I still, in the back of my mind, am always like, does the 11 think I'm turning my back on Jonathan? Or does this hurt Jonathan? I think if anything, this should be a good sign. What you just said should be a great sign. Not only to the 11 and to Jonathan, but also to Scott. Because... What you've just said indicates that you don't just view it as a job. Like the Jonathan Weir show wasn't just something that you just come in and you're like, all right, I'm here. I'm going to fill my hours and then I'm going to go home and be glad it's all over. Like, like it's something that you put your heart and your soul into. And so it's something that uh, that was important. And the fact that it's hard to move on from that, that should be a, a great indicator for one for Scott, because it's a good indicator that you're not just going to view his show as just another show on your list of, you know, shows that you're a part of, you know, it's not just like, okay, yeah, I guess not, whatever. And if you get fired from that, you're going to be like, okay, that's fine. I'm still working the same hours, just not part of John, you know, um, that you're actually going to put your time and your effort into it, into becoming an actual part of the show. And it should be a good sign to Jonathan because it means it shows how much you valued your opportunities that you had on the Jonathan Weir show and how much of a difference that he made in your life and the, uh, the camaraderie and everything. I mean, and let's be real. You weren't super stoked about the Jonathan Weir show at the start either. Not in the beginning, not in the beginning time, right? It took time and it's going to take time to get used to the Dane and Park show as well. You had to learn how to read Jonathan. You had to learn how to read Rod. You're going to have to learn how to read Scott. Pretty sure you can already already read Sam. And Dana can't be too hard to read either. That actually <laughs> made me cry. I know. I had to look away. <laughs> and it should be like a good I wanna sign. Like I want to comment, but I feel like I'm going to start crying if I talk. So. It should be a good sign to the 11. And the 11, if you're listening, Rebecca doesn't just talk about you whenever she's behind the mic. Like you're an actual part of her life. And you're, Why am I <laughs> you're not you're not going to cease to be a part of Rebecca's life just because she's on a different show. You're still the best 11 fans she's ever had and probably will ever have. You've set the bar pretty high. And so just because Rebecca is <laughs> part of the Dana Park show at all. doesn't mean that she's turning her back on you. And if anything, she needs you now more than ever. So thank you for having her back. <laughs> Even whenever she's on a different show. Thank you for talking for a long time while I cried. Can, is there a tissue that you haven't blown your nose on? Okay, uh, a few of them. A few of them, yeah. So that's what I have to say about that. I'm glad that you're part of the Dana and Park show. I am too. It's just, gosh, I don't even know if I can say it. It feels so final. Like this is, like I'm finally moving on. It's really hard for me to say that, like... Yeah, it's really hard to say, like, the Jonathan Weir show's over. Like, even though it's been over for a long time, it's hard to just make that final that that's over and that I'm finally moving on and doing something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but... No, it does. I mean... Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it it does make sense. But like I said, those things still happen, and they still happen for a reason. And you still carry on the experiences that you were able to take from them. And uh, you know, Rebecca, that's just life. So get over it. I mean, I thought about like not even <laughs> posting it because I didn't want to hurt Jonathan's feelings. <laughs> yeah, I Rebecca, I don't think. That would hurt John. I don't think it does hurt John. Well, I don't like when he posts things about Ayla. Like, I see, she seems like a nice person, but I don't like her because she's with Jonathan as I, a host now. And that I was my relate. spot. I can totally 100% <laughs> relate. I just didn't know, like, co-host Envy was ever going to be a thing. It, it 100% is a thing. That's another inside radio. <laughs> co-host Envy is a total thing. And I like Jonathan Weir a lot more now that... He's not Rebecca's host. And quite frankly, I'm not scared of Scott Parks because I, I, I feel like 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 it was it was weird, but Jonathan set a bar uh-huh. that was higher than the bar I had already set for myself and it was like Are you serious? <laughs> and so there was there was a lot of for me, that was a really hard time. But anyway, that's that's sort of different. It's not bad. Oh my gosh, I just opened up way more than I planned on opening up there. That's fine. Sometimes you gotta let it out. Yeah. You know? That's this the way. first time I had said that out loud. Like I had had that thought process, but yeah, saying that, that was a lot harder than <laughs> I thought it was going to be. A lot of things are. Yeah. Life is hard. But it's still, it's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, and I'm getting ready to go on a cruise. So mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. I'm so excited. Even if I get the coronavirus, I'm totally cool with it. I would not be happy if you got the coronavirus. I'd have to find out. Take care of Elvis longer. (laughs) Dude, I'd have to find out different career plans. You're a goner, man. (laughs) I probably wouldn't die. There's been no Americans die yet. No, but all the people who have died are a little up there in age. Okay. And I'm just saying. I'm not up there in age. uh, Okay, but also. I'm barely middle aged. Like. Your diet's pretty strict, and so I don't know if you're... No, that makes me even healthier. Does it? Yeah. Does it? Mostly because my intestines are always cleaned out, and so there's no... This isn't an intestinal disease. Well, no, but that that's where, like, all of your immune system is, is in your gut. And so the fact that I'm always, like, cleaned out means that there's no place for those germs to breed. Everything just goes straight through me. You know what's crazy? Huh. You just went from crying to talking about poop. And that's in the a, show. In a five-minute period. <laughs> and that is the vent lab. Yep. And we are happy that you were here to listen. Stick around, though. We've got some uh, some cool things coming up in this year. Oh, and I cannot wait for Friday the 21st, yep. the live stream. When I get back from the cruise, oh my gosh, I'll have so many stories to tell. Yeah. If I don't make it back, it's because I got the coronavirus, but I'll probably be back. And you'll probably see a post on it about Facebook. Follow us on Facebook, by the way, if you haven't already. Uh, we post things there. And follow Rebecca on Twitter. Yes, follow me on Twitter at 2 Becky's KMBZ. She's super Twitter famous now. So I almost have 2,000 followers. Big shot. I think when I started at KMBZ, I had 30. This is huge. Yeah. Why are 2,000 people following me? I'm a terrible tweeter. I don't know. All I use Twitter for is to sign up for those sweepstakes that like hundreds <laughs> of thousands of people also enter. And they're like, you can get five extra entries if you tweet this out. And I'm like, don't use it for anything else. 
<laughs> Joke's on you. You're getting zero publicity from me. I will try to tweet more, though. Well, that's it for this episode of The Vin Lab. Episode 52. You can officially listen Fun to fact. one episode every week, and uh, you'll have a year's worth of content. That's cool. Yeah. My name is Nathan. And I'm Rebecca. And we out. Kapush.